I have a question for you, Chris. When you first started brewing, when your mom walked in and she thought you were doing math, yes. what year was this? <laughs> Make, making math, not oh, doing math. math. No, oh, big big oh, difference. Big, big difference. difference. Well, you know, you know what to say. You're going to try the product first. Uh, of course. All right, guys, welcome to the San Diego Hoppy Hour. This is Margaret Castillo. I'm here with uh, George Recoy, Marisa Kelly, with uh, Jeremy Ruppel, Brian Boltz. We are here, and we actually have a few other guests, too, actually. Karina, do you want to introduce yourself? This is, uh, I know you're just listening in, but... I, I am, but hi, my name is Karina, and I'm Brian Boltz's wife. <laughs> All right, it's always good to have uh, somebody's other half here, too. Uh, our last show, we also hey, had uh, Paulus, and we had his wife, and that was kind of interesting. She didn't say much, though. She's a My other half is here. By too. the way, you're live on Facebook, Mark. Oh, jeez, I'm, I feel Facebook famous. Facebook Live. Should have told me I would have dressed up. <laughs> All right, guys. Are you on Flight Club or you on? Well, welcome to the Hoppy Hour, guys. Uh, we are here today at Bay City Brewing Company. Now, uh, if you guys haven't heard of Bay City Brewing Company, they are here in Point Loma at 3760 Hancock Street. They're open every day from 12 to 10 p.m. Definitely uh, recommend you guys come check them out. Uh, you can visit them online at BayCityBrewingCo.com. That's uh, co.com. Uh, you can also check them out on Facebook at uh, base, Facebook.com forward slash BayCityBrewingCompany. Now, today we're going to actually also have a special guest. We're going to be talking to their head brewer. And, uh, you know, we might get a few other uh, people coming in and giving us a hand. Now, we have we actually have a table full of beer again. Awesome. <laughs> on Facebook Live. Yeah, check us out on Facebook Live. You know, you'll see how many beers we have here. Uh, I didn't even know they had these many glasses at the brewery. So um, they actually gave us one of every single beer that they have here. So we're going to sample all of these, and we're going to tell you guys what what we think, as always. Uh, You guys can find the San Diego Hoppy Hour on iTunes, and you can also find the San Diego uh, Flight Club online at sdcaflightclub.com. Alright guys, so let's not delay. Let's go ahead and sample our first beer, guys. Um, I'm going to start off here with an IPA session. And I'm going to tell you guys what I think here. It's actually really good. <laughs> I've already been drinking though. That is Session IPA. Oh, they wrote it. I'm actually reading it upside down. IPA Session. <laughs> session George, IPA. George, you're really quiet today. What's going on, no, man? No, no, no. Well... First of all, I'm, I'm grounded. I'm not drinking tonight. I'm sort of. I'm, I'm actually. I have a have a date with my daughter tonight, so I'm gonna kind of kick it and just watch you guys work. But like chime in while you guys get drunk. She's not 21, huh? No, no, she's not 21. No, we're, I'm just taking her out. For, Don't want to age myself. <laughs> so uh, uh, I am. I'm not quiet. I'm just not drinking. Guys, this is actually our pre-Halloween show. <laughs> Woo! Oh. You can I, tell. You can take off your mask now, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was born with this face. It's beautiful. My mama loves it. Oh, God. Here we go. It's the infamous Jason. <laughs> so what are you guys going to dress up for Halloween? I'm going to be I'm gonna be Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> I'll be, I'm no. be Hey, let's keep Paul. You, you already have the tiny hands. Oh. Oh. <laughs> All right. You're the bad hombre. <laughs> that's, We're that's all right. bad hombres. Okay. Deplorable. Anyway, guys, a um, little bit about the session IPA. Crisp, smooth, 
like it. Yeah, it's actually a little bit smoother than I expected. Uh, normally IPAs tend to be a little bit bitter, but this is not bitter at all. It's a 4.2 alcohol content, uh, which is not super strong. I believe you. Um, well, George, maybe you could tell me how it smells. It actually smells pretty good. Don't torture yourself. Look at these Alright, Mighty for, for smelling purposes only. Oh my god, it's Mighty, what are you planning on being for, uh, nice for Halloween? I'm not dressing up this year. This is my fifth year in a row of not dressing up. And I'm very proud. Anti Halloween. Keep the streak alive. I'd rather just go visit cemeteries. Oh, that's Dia de los Muertos. That's creepy. Yeah. That's next week. Yeah. No, that's no? Just Friday this weekend. Thirty first to the second. The second, yeah. yeah. That's what I remember. I know because uh they celebrate the Dia de los Muertos in the Philippines as well. And I just found out they won't be in next Monday and Tuesday. And we're like, why? And they're like, it's Dia de los Muertos. I was like, what? You guys celebrate it too? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's a big cool. deal. Oh. I didn't realize so you that. mentioned Philippines. Yeah. You were just there? Yeah, I was there, what, two, three weeks, two or three weeks ago? Are you back on U.S. time yet? I, I, I swear I was, but man. Sometimes I'm like waking up at three o'clock in the morning, like oh yeah, kind of tired. Yeah. Did you did you bring over your uh, mail order bride like you said you were going to? Yeah, for you. <laughs> like you wanted them. There's, there's no sharesies, man. <laughs> you say you want to adopt a, a what did you say? A 20, 20 year old Filipino girl. That's what I was trying to adopt right there. Uh, she would have to be twenty one, or else she can't come out and drink with us. All right. Well, this is the first of our uh, of our shows. This is one of those that George is actually not drinking. So let's see how let's see how it goes. Uh, yeah, no, right. You, you just dropped that bomb on me today. Yeah, it's uh, all good. I, I, I might take a zip here and there, but um, you know, we'll see. <laughs> all right. Well, a little bit about basic beer Marine, pressure. Guys. Beer pressure. Yeah, beer pressure. You knew it was going to be. You know, it's going to happen. All right. Well, um, a little bit about Bay City. Bay City is actually well known for their IPAs and their pale ales. Uh, they're kid friendly. They're pet friendly. Uh, I think that their beer of, uh, you know, the one that's most distinguished, the one that people really know very well is the San Diego Pale Ale. Does anybody have the San Diego Pale Ale on their table? Not me. Well, I'm going to give it a try, and you guys can taste some of this if you'd like. While he's drinking, I'd like to mention how close they are to Sports Arena, because I think that's a key selling point for the brewery. Anytime you come it, here, it's the Valley View Casino Center, actually. Well, where I grew up, <laughs> the name was different. Which we should but. mention that the San Diego Soccers start their season tomorrow night at the Valley View Casino Center. Go Soccers! All right, yeah, definitely. And the, the Gulls recently—they uh, just started their season, right? Yeah. On the 14th. I think you went to a game, didn't you, George? I went to the uh, inaugural opening night. It was pretty. It was pretty good. We, we won, or they won. Took my family. They love it. It's a pretty good little experience. You know, it's a great, one, great experience to come see the goals play yeah. here. Yeah, and I, and I see nice that uh, George, that. You, you also designed a shirt for the goals, right? Uh, we did a collaboration with Kelly Comfort again. Damn, shout out to Kelly Comfort. Always, they're always coming through. Uh, they, they, we reached love out, Sean. they reached out to. They, they have a good little relationship with the Senegal Gulls. And, Sean was able to kind of connect and say, hey, can we, let's do a shirt together. And I says, all right, well, who are you going to do it with? Go, let's do this, this guy from Bowl Complex. He can do it. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Good. So we're actually going to do another version this year with a different number, and it's going to be a black shirt this time. So which black is being now, I guess it's the Gold's colorway for this year. Or they're going to change it to the black starting in October, no, December. 
So they have white jerseys now, and they're going to go into black jerseys. Now, how can somebody uh, go and find one of these shirts if they wanted to buy one? Well, they're, they're all gone now. They were sold out. This is last year. This year, we're going to do another one. So you guys got to jump fast. Yes, pretty much. That's awesome. right. Awesome. All right, so we're actually, um, Bay City Brewing, you know, it seems like they have about 1,200 square feet here of space for, uh, you know, just drinking. Um, it's it's a it, it's relatively a small brewery, but it's, I wouldn't say it's necessarily small. It, it, it's humble, though. Uh, it's cozy. Um, and the best part about it is that it's right next to my work. Of oh, course. my God, that smells so good. Yeah, it does. What you get there, George? What? <clears throat> Uh, that's not mine. That's not yours. Uh, uh, Jeremy ordered the shrimp. What did you get, Jeremy? I, you know what? shrimp. Really quick, whatever that restaurant or whatever the, uh, food, what do you call food it? Truck. Food truck. It's not really a food truck. It's like a camper or something. What <laughs> <laughs> RV? It's an RV. <laughs> no, the RV no truck. but I can't. Can you see what, Mike, what does it say? What's the business name of this the place? Name of the, the name of the truck. The name of the truck. Here. Jap in the box. Jap in the box. Shout out to Jack in the box. Jap in the box. And that's not just a bunch of Mexicans saying it. That's on their truck. That's straight. Says the white guy. But I tried the blue collar. Blue crab. Blue crab. Blue crab. That's a hardworking crab. Hand roll. Hand roll. It's really delicious. Um, well, they have a menu? guys, today we were, we are going to be interviewing the head brewmaster, Chris West. Um, West West? Chris West. Westside. Yeah. Westworld, by uh, the way. We're going to be talking about him. Uh, you know, a little piece of information that you guys might not know is that he used to work with uh, Monkey Paw Brewing. Um, oh, South, South Park. Yeah, Monkey South Park, Paw. Monkey Paw. That's right. Over with our friend uh, Cosimo. Cosimo Sorrentino. Right. Oh, you remember him? Man, Cosimo. How, how can you not forget that guy's name, man? That guy's with the—he had the whole hair and everything. He was cool, man. Yeah, he, he was a cool guy. Um, now, uh, South Park Brewing—they actually sponsored our first podcast. Um, was it that? That was that. That's yeah, right. yeah. Although we you know we got our roots started at Border X Brewing, uh, the first actual Hoppy Hour podcast was recorded at South Park Brewing, and. We had a great time, actually. It was tight and it was noisy. We apologize about that, but you know, we think that one of the things that's really important about us coming out here is that we want to bring you along with us. Uh, we want you to feel the experience, uh, be it the noise, be it the fans going off, be it the music. You know, this is the experience. You know, we want you guys to feel like you're right here tasting this beer with us. Now, we do plan on having video sometime in the future so that you guys can actually We already have video. It. It's called live Facebook. <laughs> but it's not actual. Well, it's video. But. They could also come here in person and hang out with us. That's the point. i got to try one of these shrimps, guys. Yeah. These are ginormous shrimp. Oh, that's, that's pretty good. Wow. Wow. Nah, I'm okay. That's amazing. That's amazing. Jab in the box. Jab in a box. I don't know how I feel about that word. It's derogatory. Uh, maybe. maybe. You know I'm PC, right? It's PC? Politically correct. Oh, uh, yeah. Very. <laughs> no, that's the business name. I thought we were Japanese. Not. So. They are, yeah. <laughs> they're Japanese. They call I know, themselves I what they want. All right, guys. So, you know, I was looking online. And apparently, Bay City Brewing has been featured in a few places. Um, an article that you guys may want to check out if you guys want to learn more about them. 
San Diego Reader put out an article about him on February 2nd of last year, uh, which really kind of detailed the opening of, uh, of this place. Um, WestCoasterSD.com also just put an article out um, about uh, several months ago, uh, also detailing the exact beers that they have on tap here. Uh, and you can actually go on there. Um, you can actually also go on Tap Hunter and check out the whole entire tap list and uh, including the the alcohol content and everything. Uh, so you know, you guys can check out a lot of stuff online. Actually, that's but where you got it from. Yeah, there's not going to be anything like actually coming out and checking it in, in person. So you know, pretty soon we're going to well, go ahead and get uh, Chris in here and we're going to ask him a bunch of questions. What's up? Chris, Chris is the brewmaster. Uh, the power of brewmasters. All right, Chris, have a seat. What's up, Chris? Thank you very much. Welcome. Welcome to the yes, Hoppy Hour. I'd like to welcome you. Thank you guys very much. We're uh, very happy to have you guys sponsoring our Hoppy Hour here. And, uh, you know, you guys are generous, giving us... Um, here, actually, take this. Take this. Yeah, you don't want that earwax. <laughs> yeah. I gave him the compliments of Hoppy Hour. Uh, I do enough to give him the other one. Yeah, sorry, guys. We're just over here trading some earphones. It's better to get the ear sweat than the earwax, so... Uh, yeah, take the, take, take, take the headphones. That's wax. All right, so um, so so Chris, we wanted to go ahead and ask you a few questions. Uh, you know, we, we are interested in how you got into the business uh, of brewing beer. Uh, specifically, the business or more making beer. Well, maybe you just tell us. You know, why do you brew beer? Uh, well, brewing beer. Uh, Definitely had a really strong biochemistry uh, background just with my uh, older siblings and my father. Uh, had a lot of science growing up. Uh, loved science, thought it was interesting at all times. And then just being a rambunctious teenager, I had friends sort of approach me and they said, you know, it's hard to buy alcohol. Is it easy for you to make alcohol? And I said, yes, it is easy to make alcohol. So we went to the grocery store. We bought frozen grape concentrate and some baker's yeast. Wow. And you give it a little bit of time and a little bit of love. This is uh, almost like some Breaking Bad stuff going on. Here, right? yeah. Actually, when my mom walked into my room and found the fermentation vesicles, she thought I was making that. <laughs> she knew I unfortunately can think through a couple of problems every once in a while and when you can think through a couple problems and you understand things uh, sometimes that can go down a uh, difficult road Uh, but I was just having fun with my friends and we wanted to make some alcohol at the time so I knew what I was doing just enough so we made some alcohol and we had fun Um, so yeah it was uh, it was innocent but it Serendipitous in its own in its own way. That's actually kind of cool. That's a cool story, actually. <laughs> and, and how do you, how do you find yourself here at uh, at Bay City Brewing? Um, so getting into the industry actually was also serendipitous as well. I uh, definitely. Uh, I really like that word, by the way, serendipitous. Thank I you. I have I, to use it more often. I think uh, life has a way of being serendipitous uh, when it actually works out, but. Um, Actually, was just working in the restaurant industry and loved making beer as a uh, home brewer on the side. Had no idea I was going to end up uh, making beer commercially. Good catch, uh, good catch. But uh, just so happened to be working at a restaurant, having met uh, Cosimo Sorrentino down at oh, Monkey Paw. 
I love that guy, by the way. Um, so we met going to college and working in restaurants, and it just so happened. Um, again, he had a fortuitous situation uh, sort of happened with him at Monkey Paw where he got to because of some uh, people moving around in the industry. He got the amazing opportunity at Monkey Paw to take over his head brewer down there. Um, and literally, I was selling assets left and right, getting ready to move out of San Diego. Really? Uh, and tried to be a cook somewhere else. Uh, and I just got a call from Cosimo, and he said, I would love to have you down at Monkey Paw. And it worked out. Things moved really quickly, really fast. Um, and I was given this opportunity. Uh, I was still bartending, still working in the food and beverage industry. Uh, met some individuals while in the Point Loma community. And again, it was another serendipitous moment where this place that we're sitting in sort of became available on the real estate market while some individuals also realized that I was uh, being an assistant brewer down at uh, Monkey Pond. And it just was a moment where they're like, why not take a chance? And, uh, uh, and you haven't looked back, huh? Yeah, and it was a beautiful opportunity. I uh, I don't regret anything at all. Like I said, I don't, I didn't force my way into the situation. I don't feel like at any point it just sort of seems to have constantly fallen into place and made sense. And uh, granted, you you hit a lot of obstacles and a lot of struggles on the way when you open up any small business. Um, but it's been sort of a beautiful thing, and we really do enjoy it. What would you say is the reaction from uh, the locals here around this neighborhood and you know, maybe the people that come and attend a game here at the Valley View Casino Center? What, what are they saying about, about this location and about the beers you're brewing? Uh, definitely people that have a uh, reason to go to an event at the sports arena obviously love having a place this close to go enjoy uh, some local brew. Um, we get a lot of great feedback. Uh, we're not afraid of making mistakes. Uh, we're not afraid of being different. So definitely at times we get people that might question a beer here or there, and we're always open to criticism. So that's definitely not something we're afraid of. Um, but for the most part, the feedback's been amazing. It's, uh, it's San Diego, so we make hobby beers. Uh, people have had for the most part very good feedback about our hoppy beers so that is obviously gives us a, a nice foothold in this town and then we also make our Vienna Lager which is an amazing beer and I love and really at the end of the day beer is meant to be an approachable easy drinking beer um, a lot of people drink beer for all sorts of reasons but to be able to have someone with no pretenses walk in, want a beer, and to be able to serve um, something like the Vienna Lager and whatever they are doing that day when they have the Vienna Lager, they enjoy themselves and it makes just life a little bit that much nicer. Yeah, last time I was here, actually, you guys had a grapefruit beer, which uh, was actually pretty amazing. Uh, had an average alcohol beer. content, but it, w it seemed like the kind of beer that my wife would like to drink. And so, she doesn't like beer at all, so... So, again, that's one of the things. We're, we're trying to be different, but at the same time, it's weird. We're not... We're obviously... We're not different. We're taking on... All we, all we noticed is Radler. It's German for cyclist. Um, it's literally the German word for cyclist, and Germans have a tradition 
where their breweries are also their soda producers. And they're making beer, they're making soda. Well, guess what? They can make a third product that, that they call Rattler, and that's mixing beer with soda. And guess who it markets perfectly to? Cyclists. Because when you're riding hard all day and you want a little break, guess what? Something that's half beer, half soda is perfect for you. So we adopted that because, one, San Diego has amazing citrus, and two, we have a ton of cyclists. And three, there is a trend right now for fruited beers. So without following that trend per se, and sticking within a tradition in the beer history, while also being San Diego, it's like we're hitting a lot of different levels while producing something at the same time that sort of hits on my culinary background and wanting to produce something that is balanced and flavorful but also approachable but also fits someone with an active lifestyle. Do, do you find that having the culinary background definitely gives you an advantage when you're brewing beer? Um, so here's the thing. I love having my culinary background but then a lot of people will say that I'm not the first to add a lot of ingredients to beers. But here's where I love having my culinary background is a lot of people outside of the industry look at brewers and they think of brewers as recipes, people that just follow a recipe. But here's the thing, the top chefs in all the world produce their recipes left and right without any fear of anyone being competitive with them. And I always say recipes very are very limited in what they do. You have to have attention to detail. You have to bring in quality ingredients. You have to understand your ingredients. And then you really, that attention to detail is extremely important. And that's where I think understanding the culinary aspects helps out a lot. Is there any improv that you do while you're making your beer? I mean, do you always follow the recipe 100% or uh, do you just sometimes do a little, add a little magic in there? I have, since day one at Brewing at Monkey Paw, I have probably brewed a couple of hundred, maybe, I'm probably in the two to three hundred range as far as brew days, and I've maybe brewed a beer identically two or three times in my career. I have a question for you, Chris. When you first started brewing, when your mom walked in, she thought you were doing math. Yes. What year was this? <laughs> Make, making math, not oh, doing math. math. Uh, well, big big well, difference. Big difference. difference. Well, you know, you know what to say. You got to try the product first. Uh, of course. <laughs> but um, what? Well, how old were you? In the, and what year was this, roughly? Uh, I was 16 at the time, and it was 03. 03. So. Obviously, back in 03, there wasn't that many craft breweries in San Diego, right? There was not. And there's not that, at least in my knowledge, there weren't any, like, craft beer kits, you know, like there is now. Yeah. You can, you can, yeah. And the reason I say this is, bucks. is we're thinking about buying one. Just because you say, hey, let's, it's great, let me make our own beer. Yeah, make what a flight beer. I know, right now, right? What, what would you uh, recommend, or what would your tips would be if we wanted to start to kind of brew our own beer? Yeah, for the beginning, the uh, beginner. Or, yeah. It just depends what you want to get out of it. Um, Drunk, well, besides drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I, I was having fun with it. Even all the way back in the day, it was definitely not a clean product. My yeah. friends, for the love of them, enjoyed it, but... There's a great deal of understanding you need to have um, to make a clean product. And I mean, even at the 
professional commercial level, we call a lot of the um, off flavors or the mistakes that you would find sometimes as, well, that takes that tastes uh, home brewing like, or that's home brewer ish, and. Really, it comes down to oxidation, um, oxygen pickup at the home brewing level. It's really you writing this down, Marco, or no? No. Okay. <laughs> We're recording. It really, it's your temperature control and your ox- oxygen pickup. It's just really hard as a home brewer to uh, eliminate those two variables. Um, why we spend so much money in building breweries is really those two aspects um, and what sort of allows us to sometimes keep our standards a lot higher than what you would find at a home brewing level. And that's not to say by any stretch of imagination you can't get amazing results at the home brewer level. I have some of the best beers I've ever had or been home brewers and because they understand that and that weakness of their equipment that this is what you have to control. Right. So then they control it a lot better than sometimes commercial brewers. And then you find that really finesse and that really nice understanding of what it takes. Nice. Um, so yeah, again, it's that attention to detail. It's how do you make the best spaghetti in the world? It's Everyone makes spaghetti. How yeah. do you make the best spaghetti in the world? Let's, let's do this. Let's get, let's get his phone number and let's call him when we're about to make a whole beer. Thank you for making your equipment, please. For that. <laughs> yeah, let's use your equipment. So let, let me ask you. Okay, so we've got here 20 beers on the table. What's your go-to beer? Uh, my go-to beer, like I said, uh, Vienna Lager. I drink a lot of it. What's your, what's your favorite part of the Vienna Lager? Um, simplicity with complexity. Uh, you, there's so many great beers that you find across the country that are bone dry or super sweet. Um, again, having that culinary background, finding that middle ground of sweetness and dryness while creating a lager and having, uh, ready notes while also having this unique sort of fruity berry quality underneath it but at the same time it's just a very easy drinking approachable beer it's when if someone wants to come in here and just sort of look for reasons to be critical about beer obviously that beer isn't meant to be a barrel aged sour beer from Lost Abbey or Russian River. It's meant to be that, like I said, approachable, easy drinking beer. And I find that there's real beauty in that. Um, now, that being said, the San Diego Pale Ale is our go to beer. It's the one that I've put all of my effort into as a brewer. It's what taught me how to make beer. Um, so that. Obviously, I have a lot of history with that beer, and I I do I do love that beer. Yeah, actually, I, oh, now when looking online, that one was definitely the highest rated by far. Uh, people really seem to really like that one. Yeah, and again, that like I said, we we play, we experiment, we push all boundaries all the time, um, much further than any other brewery in this town does. And but the San Diego one is the one that we I. I I've been working on that beer my entire professional. I have a question, Mother Lugo. Check this out. Frank. I have a question. Every time you come up with a certain ingredient or a recipe, like different style of, of brew, do you copyright it? Is that how it goes? Or or how does that, that happen? Or, or 
Um, nobody will copy your your version. So no, you do not copyright beers. You cannot copyright uh, recipes. Even perfumes, like you can't copyright that. Yeah, literally, the only thing you can copyright is the name of beer. Um, and then the only thing that the federal government keeps in their information catalog is the name of the beer, uh, the alcohol content, and then how much you're charging for that beer. I always had that question. I appreciate that. Um, so and again, that's where having I'm making a beer that is widely popular here, which is identical to a beer I've made for another company. I I can't I can't take credit for that beer I made at the other company because it's the name of that beer is registered. So that beer under that name is the ownership of the owner of that. License. Is that something that's like commonly practiced among brewers that once they create a batch, they most brewer, trademark it? Most brewers that go into working at breweries don't realize that situation. Uh, intellectual property right allows you to do whatever you want with your abilities. Uh, like I said, I'm making the ex- not the exact same beer because, like I said, I change the beer every time. But I am making the same beer here that I made at another place. That can't attack that um, but I cannot make the same name of that beer because he owns that beer under his process. Yeah, I always so, had that question appreciate that it's it's intellectual property rights versus trademarking that's why that's why you get like all these people that are like uh, making imitation sense too because you can't trademark a smell Speaking so, of trademarks, and that's an interesting field, but what's with the name, Bay City and the logo? you know anything about that? Yeah, uh, yeah actually, it was uh, involved in it. Uh, Bay City was a uh, common uh, moniker for uh, San Diego in the early uh, 1900s. Okay. Um, so we have two bays. Um, Bay Area is what people commonly associate with our name, but that is Bay Area, not Bay City. Uh, Bay Area was only a moniker for the Bay Area up until the 70s when you had suburban sprawl, so it was an entire area surrounding a bay. But much further before that, San Diego was known as Bay City. There was saloons, hotels, bars, shipyards, all sorts of stuff. Um, There's a lot more history involved in it. Uh, The Mission Brewery Complex, where Acoustic Brewing Company currently um, resides, that was originally owned by a gentleman who uh, had a Chicago architect. He had a Chicago architect draw up the designs for this building, and the original owner, when he had the Chicago architect draw up the buildings, he was going to call it Bay City. Nice. So literally, the brick building that is right off the 5 freeway, I we have pictures of that building designed in the early 1900s by a Chicago architect, and on the side of it, it says Bay City. Shout out to Chicago. So, uh, little Chicago cool. cubbies. And there's a whole backstory with involving bottles and all that jazz. Um, but, and again, just, we're in between two bays. We literally, Mission Bay's right there, San Diego Bay's right there. So, we, we figured uh, it was going to cause some confusion, but we also wanted to play into the history and just locality of where we are. 
So would you say you're happy you stayed in San Diego since you were saying that before you uh, started brewing you were thinking about leaving? <laughs> right? I was born and raised in San Diego, uh, born in Grossmont Hospital, spent two months in Santee, and then spent 20 years in Chula Vista. So I never, <laughs> never thought in a million years I was going to be able to afford to stay in this beautiful city. And that's why I was actively choosing to be a, chef, or a cook somewhere else because as much as I would live to be a cook in San Diego, it is an extremely underpaid profession in this town. And it's bottle. impossible to live in this expensive uh, city with... <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was called Miho by, by, by several women growing up. <laughs> They made me um, a noodle on the weekends. <laughs> so bust during That's the weekdays. There you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my noodle no. and beer. Uh, yeah. uh, no, I, I love San Diego, and I will probably never be able to afford to own a home in San Diego, but my home will always be in San Diego. So, as, as prices keep going up and up. Yeah. Still, uh, what I do, move with your moms. Yeah. <laughs> no. we're, we're all actually gonna pull our money and buy one house. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm ready. Hey, cheapest uh, place to rent right now is in South Bay. It's one of those big ass houses. Right. Yeah. That's true. South Bay uprising. Well, um, we know that uh, you know you're, you're obviously got some food in front of you, and I know you're busy because uh, you got people on here, so. Um, I, 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 one question in regards to the food, because sure. I'm curious. I know that every every uh, place that we've gone to do the, our, our, our hobby hour, they have food trucks. And if you don't have a food truck, like South Park's the only one that has a kitchen, right? How do you guys distinguish the partnerships with these food, food trucks? Do you guys, do they reach you? reach out to you guys first or do you guys kind of like yeah and again it works out um sort of fortuitously with us where uh we have uh, the sports arena right next to us um so um for a food truck to be able to come in and have a rush before an event is sort of what they like they're they're sort of meant for that turn and burn get that food out so it works out really nice um why we've gotten to work with some amazing uh, food trucks. Um, it, the, the entire system needs to improve, to be honest. Um, food trucks, when I've seen it in other systems, or in other cities, to be honest, um, San Diego is sort of far behind. Really? Um, a lot of these other cities, it's beautiful because a food truck gets out there for the lunchtime rush, makes their money, turn and burn, uh, gets all the money that they need, and then at the night time, it's working with special events or uh, charitable events or at a brewery that they love, and it's just unfortunate in San Diego, you don't find that support for food trucks right now, um, and they they have a they have a massive struggle. It's really unfortunate talking to these a lot of these guys, and it's a it's a struggle for them. And yeah. the city doesn't support them in a lot of ways, and it's something that needs to get fixed because it's it's entrepreneurs, it's people that have a, a craft and an artisan, and they need to be supported to help a lot better than what they are right now. Uh, you know, it's one of the reasons why there's a lot of different professions and people professionals actually who decide to leave San Diego for one reason or another and 
you know, uh, and I guess this also comes up with the whole, say, Charger Stadium, for example. Oh, here we go. Again. You know, just, <laughs> <laughs> just getting the support from the city seems to be no, no. an issue. We had we had a big discussion about this. We're we're huge advocates on vote yes on C. We had a big old segment about it last time. We were, it became more not happy hour. It became more bolt hour, right? <laughs> well, I have a uh, and with the success of Chicago teams lately, I have a yes. saying about San Diego versus Chicago. We both have very corrupt politicians. Oh. But at least Chicago corrupts politicians actually get stuff done and oh. <laughs> oh. things. Burn, burn, burn. Uh, you hear that? Below the belt. So. You hear that, Kevin Faulkner? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Actually, Kevin's. Politics are always going to be flawed and Tony effed up. It's, it, yeah. At least they're accomplishing things in Chicago. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, well, actually, I do, I do have one question because we were trying to kind of speculate on the kind of relationship that a brewery that's so close to the Gulls would have with a sports team. Can you talk a little bit about the relationship that you've managed to establish with the Gulls, seeing how you're only you know a couple hundred yards away from uh, where they play? Yeah, no, they're, um, they're amazing. We work with them quite a bit. Um, we had a uh, partnership with them at a retail level uh, last year, and that's just continued and uh, progressed, and now it's at a retail and a business level now, and uh, we work uh, um, with their corporate offices. Uh, we do event coordinations with them, um, sort of being an auxiliary off-site event where they can sort of... Uh, suggest that they have groups coming in that, you know, if they want to experience sort of San Diego, and obviously breweries represent a lot of what San Diego is, so um, it provides them with an awesome opportunity, um, and um, it's an awesome opportunity for us, too. Um, I was telling people, even today, why the goals are have such a ravenous following, and it's because they've been around for so long. Granted, it's their fourth or fifth uh, version, but you get the old-timers that have been in San Diego for a long time, and they remember the initial inception of the goals. You get people in my generation that remember the ragtag fighting all the time version, and now you get the sort of newer generation's version. You get... Finally, we've got some amazing hockey. It's AAA hockey. It's fast. It's amazing. It's really talented hockey, and it's amazing to watch. And everyone's just eating it up, and their attendance has been amazing. And we love uh, having uh, uh, being involved in it. I have one last question. I know you're busy, so I just have one final question for you. Um, you know, me, me and George here, we're designers, and we we pay attention to a lot of, you know, logo types, fonts, and we're big fans of your guys' logo. I was wondering, who actually designed your logo for you, and what kind of impact has it had in your business? Uh, we, uh, it's uh, Savakul, is the uh, gentleman's company. Uh, they uh, were... Uh, Point Loma based uh, company getting in to design. They had a, a young kid that wanted to get involved into the beer aspects um, of design. Uh, he's now actually working for Stone Brewing Company. Um, but 
but he came on and sort of heard about us as far as the project and they approached us and uh, it worked out amazing uh, just sort of they were new into it we were obviously new into it we had sort of a concept of what we wanted to do as far as Bay City with a urban coastal feel going in um, and it's funny we get a lot of people with our primary logo that will uh, talk about how it reminds them of the Chula Vista City logo oh yeah, yeah. they came up with that independently of that I really enjoyed it having been a resident of Chula Vista, so... What, what high school did you go? Did you go to high school in Chula Vista? Uh, Benita. Benita. I was on the east side. Can you see, can you see what, what school I went to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> George, are you really wearing a high school t-shirt right now? <laughs> uh, yes, I am. How old is that shirt? He's getting ready to go to the PPR. Once a Trojan, always a Trojan. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. George went to high school there when Chula Vista was still part of Mexico, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it still is. There's a lot of bad hombres over there. Uh, that's right. Yeah, that's well, of course, we, uh, we want to thank you. Uh, we definitely enjoyed being here, and we're very happy to make it out, and we uh, appreciate the fact that you uh, sponsored our event here today. So, uh, you know, we're not going to take up too much more of your time, so we want to thank you uh, on behalf of everyone. And... Um, and actually, I have a question for George. I want to I want to play some trivia here. George, can you tell me what font Bay City oh, man, uh, the, that, the logo that, is here? That actually looks to me. It looks. It look. It could be two fonts actually. I actually Please just found it recently. It could be pro- right, don't Proxima. Yet. Don't tell him yet. Proxima, or, or, or what? Or or Gibson. All right. What I would what I would guess it is. I would guess it's Brandon. Brandon Grotesque. Wrong. All wrong. Uh, <laughs> but I would have to check. It's in the A's. I remember it's in the A's. Oh, uh, it's got a low, yeah, low, a, a low crossbar there on the A. <laughs> Anyways. Not to bore the you rest have of our audience. Now. It's okay. We like fonts. <laughs> Some people get a kick out of it. I'm just saying, you guys. This ain't a graphic design happy hour. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) Anyway, Chris, thank you so much. Uh, We appreciate it. Uh, We invite everybody again. You know, come check them out. Guys, they're on Hancock Street. Uh, Once again, the address is 3760 Hancock Street, San Diego, California, 92110. Uh, They're open from 12 to 10 p.m. Find them online, baycitybrewingco.com. You can also find them on facebook.com forward slash baycitybrewing.com. Uh, co, um, is there? You guys are obviously on Instagram and Twitter it's, and Instagram, all that, right? Facebook, yeah, all that stuff. Totally nice. Nice. All right, guys. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Now let's 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 uh let's go ahead and share your food real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Much love. Appreciate it. Ho- ho- hopefully, you had some fun there. Oh yes, thank Definitely. you guys very much. We're, we're gonna add some sound effects and we're gonna twist some yeah. stuff out. We're, we're gonna rocket explosion. We, we, we auto tune everything. Perfect. <laughs> Some zap Roger type of auto tune. <laughs> I feel like I got your intonation, so I could just mimic anything you just said. So we're good. Yeah, you're my personal uh, right. yeah, I'm gonna step in and be like, I got you know, happy hour. And all that. <laughs> hey, I will try to make it out for the next one. Um, Cheers, guys. Well, yeah. uh, yeah, we let me know uh, whatever, uh, whatever else you guys need. We'll, we'll do. We'll, we'll, we'll send you an email. You know, say thank you and everything. And uh, you know, we should, we should and th- thanks to Scott a, too. I mean, we appreciate him here. having us. Yeah. 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 All right, guys. So that was Chris. Uh, Chris West. Wow. You know, what a great Chris guy. Right? West. Great, great guy. Hey, Ryan, go ahead and get it back on the mic. 
Give me the mic. That's a hot show, by the way. Who's watching it? You are? I am watching. You know, guys, for, for, for being in San Diego, that's an amazing name. Chris West. Right? Yeah. And hey, South we're, just talking, we're just talking about your last name, like Chris West. West <laughs> <laughs> He's probably used to it, but like, like motherfuckers, I, I haven't heard but that. Are, you, are you guys not drinking this no, beer over here? Go, this go, looks go, like it's full. Cool. It, no, it, I'm, I'll, I'll take it. What is it? By the way, uh, I just want to mention the beer that I uh, been so, drinking. Yes, please. Read off your list, buddy. So, I've been drinking the Coffee Pale Ale, which is really good. Um, I'm used that. to having coffee taste be more stout. So this is a little bit different because it's a pale ale with coffee. Is that is that the last one right there? This on one. Oh, okay. It's already gone. <laughs> and then I have the American Stout, which is one of my favorites, which I have a full pint of waiting for me once I'm done with these tasters. You'll see uh, the photos on our Instagram and our Twitter later. But um, this one that I'm having right now that Karina and I are having also, it's called the Sour Wheat. And... Um, you may not be a fan of sours, but I've recently taken. Um, you know, just like anything, I think it's an acquired taste. Yeah, it's an, like I love it, like and for me, very crisp. champagne okay. is my thing. You guys know what my Instagram name is. Yep. So um, he just finished the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> you just finished it. <laughs> Anyways, it's a sour. My defense. It's really good. No, there was a little bit. There was a little. Yeah, he did like it. Yeah. They all smell pretty good. Yeah. It's delicious. I but started with the sour brown. So to go to the sour wheat was a nice finish. Yeah. So um, Brian here today was uh, drinking the Vienna Lager, which is uh, Chris's favorite beer. Yes. I actually found that beer to be uh, a good intro beer for people who are not quite sure like if they're into craft beer yet. Right, right. It, it kind of tastes like a very uh, full-bodied, flavorful um usual lager like a Bud Light or a Budweiser mm, not too IPA-ish like, you know, yeah not bitter like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Chris you also drank the Nitro Irish Red Ale you had the Belgian uh, Single and then you also had the Belgian Dubel which you were so generous enough to donate to me hey he mentioned the Grapefruit Rattler which is my favorite one at Bay City and the last four times that I've been here yeah, he they said that one. Had it. He said that so one was sad. the the one that is half beer and half soda, right? Yeah, it's really good. And I did learn that last time I was here about the Radler. Like, it's uh, means cyclist or something. Mm-hmm. And it's I don't know if this is folklore in Germany or whatever, but they they made that style of beer so that you could still ride your bike home after drinking right. the beer. Right, and not like die. Yeah. <laughs> Today, what I drank today, um, and I finished my beers, they were delicious. I had the Session IPA, a.k.a. known as the IPA Session. <laughs> Thank you, Marty. Uh, I also had the Experimental Pale Ale. Not sure why they called it the Experimental Pale Ale, but it's pretty good. Maybe they experimented. At some point, yeah. With the ale and the pale. Um, and then... <laughs> <laughs> Extra pale. And this one. And then, I can't quite read this. It's uh, the Fetty Experimental Ale. Oh, no, it's the Fetty Express IPA. Maybe like Federal Express? I don't know. Just Ferry. I know. It's like Ferry. Like Ferry. <laughs> ferry. All right. And then um, I had the San Diego Pale Ale, the, you know, everyone's favorite. Guys, that one, that one um, for an I, for, you know, for, for a Pale Ale, that was really good. It wasn't too bitter. It wasn't too sour. It was a nice full body that went down really smooth, and um, I really liked it. And now I am finishing off the Belgian Dubelle. Uh, uh, 
and you know what to be perfectly honest when I'm done with this I'm probably going to grab another one you have like six Can slices already Mark. you better chill with that the yeah yeah taste the Belgian what is it Belgian mm. motorcycle that's good it's a Belgian de Bell it's got a bit of a smoky taste almost as if they had added a little bit of um, mesquite in it oh yeah taste that. Yeah, it smells really good. <laughs> yeah. uh, George, this has to be like the most sober that I've seen you in a long time. Not really. I mean, George we, is pretty even keel though, even when he's drinking. That's what my wife says. She knows when I'm buzzing. Well, guys, we're actually hitting the 10 minute mark here. I'm actually um, going to excuse myself because i got to take off, but I, I, actually, that's, I, I didn't know it was going to be this long, so that's right, pretty good. It's normally an hour long. That's why it's called the hoppy hour. Is that right? <laughs> Thanks, Marco. Amen. <laughs> so, are you out? Really? You're, you're, yeah, you're gone? Yeah, I gotta go. I'm supposed to leave I got a date with the daughter. Oh, we can't hate. I've got kids too. I know how it is. Yeah, well, we love a responsible father. Uh, it's, it's also my way to kind of be more responsible and not get shit based. Excuse me. Have a great time. Peace. Thanks for making this uh, PG 13 podcast. Always, always PG 13. All right, well, George, well, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you. So I think we're going to have a flight landing here. Yes. Yes. Yeah, no, this is a great place. Is Chris West a brewmaster slash owner? Yeah. No, he's not owner. He's a brewmaster. I heard something about he was involved in the whole startup. Oh, yeah. Well, the branding. Scott is actually the owner, and he's a co-owner. There's a few... From what from what I read, there's a few owners here. Yeah. Um, however, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, so forgive me, Scott, if you Friedel? are listening. Friedel, F R I E D L. Friedel, yeah. Friedel. I I, 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 I did I didn't want to pronounce that. Well, thank you. <laughs> All right, guys. That was, it, that was a hit and run, man. That was a hit and run. <laughs> All right, guys. We're at the five minute mark, so uh, we're almost out. Is there any um, last words? I do words want to talk a little bit about um, Bay City working with other people and collaborating. Um, we. I work, as you guys know, have mentioned a little bit about the soccer club that I work with. And next week we're going to um, be making a beer with uh, Bay City. Me, so it's going to be a battalion-themed beer. Uh, we don't know the name yet. Actually, North, North we, County Battalion? We Yes, NC Battalion. We may know the name of the beer. It's just not revealed yet. Um but yeah, we're going to start brewing that next week. So maybe the next time we have an event here, it'll be the release of that. So it's pretty exciting. We'll be working. I won't be. Chris is going to be working on it, and uh, we'll be here to document the process. So check our Facebook. Yeah, that's great, actually. Yeah. I mean, it, it's really interesting to see how uh, some of these breweries, they're so involved in the community. and. Uh, you know, they keep it at a local level. They don't, they're not trying to be anything bigger than the community. And right. I really appreciate that because, you know, like you can see, they're working with a local sports team, mm-hmm. uh, several sports teams. And, you know, in the end, that just, it's probably one of the reasons why uh, brewers in San Diego in general have such a close relationship with each other. There doesn't seem to be much competition despite the fact that there's, hundred, you know, over 100 breweries here. They're all friends. They all know each other. They all seem to even uh, trade ingredients, um, you know. And I think that's just because instead of looking at it from a competitive spirit, they're all looking at it from a collaborative uh, point of view. They all grow together. Right? Yeah. yeah. I think it helps the city overall, too. Like, if you have competing brewers, then 
you know, it just, it'll come out. You'll see it. You'll see it. And then, you know, some, some business, no one wants to see a small business go, go down because brewers are fighting or something like that. It's always a bad thing when that happens. Right. Well, uh, Brian, do you have any uh, final words to say to the audience here? You know what? Um, to tell you the truth, I do. Uh, I really enjoy it. I love IPAs. I, I love it when I you tell IPAs. me the truth, by the way. I know. It's like, to tell you the truth, <laughs> well, you like truth. you weren't telling the truth before. I'm glad you asked. I've <laughs> got something to say. But the this, this last hour has been a If I'm being Express. honest. <laughs> the Feta Express is, you know, I'm an IPA guy. I'll, I'll go double, triple. But this Feta Express has hit the spot. You know what I mean? Like, just one of those things that you just want to relax and have two beers. And I, I recommend the Feta Express whenever you come by the Bay City. This is the one. If you love IPAs. No wonder you like that one. Yeah. FedEx Express. Fe- FedEx Express. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. Okay. Next. <laughs> Alright, well, I, I actually, I, I, I do have some information to share, actually. This week uh, was a very interesting one. I'm, I'm a member of uh, the San Diego American Institute of Graphic Arts, AIGA. It's a, like the Professional Association for Design, and we do field trips sometimes. And uh, this week we went to the Chicano Park Library where they have all of the artwork, not all of it, but as much as they could uh, salvage from the original Aztec Brewing Company back from the 1930s. Now, if you guys have never been to the Chicano Park Library, the public library there, go check it out. They've got some amazing paintings and murals uh, from this original tasting room, which was in Chicano Park, uh, you know, highlighting some of the, um, you know, their murals from, like, Mesoamerica, Aztec, uh, really old. They spent hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, getting this artwork uh you know, to a point where they could display it again. It's been preserved. Uh, it's an investment. So if you guys are ever out there in Chicano Park, go check it out. It's definitely worth looking at. And you can just get into the library for free. Just pretend you're reading. <laughs> but look at all the artwork. It's amazing. That's in the Chicano Park library? Yeah. Library? yeah. And, and they, they, they even... Um, that is on 28th Street. I believe it's um, 538 28th Street. What's the cross uh, street? Do you know? Um, I believe it's Irving. Irving. Okay. Uh, we yeah. can Google it. I'm just. Yeah, it's right yeah. in the it's right in the heart. Um, I believe it's right next to Cesar Chavez Elementary School. Now, what's really cool is that they actually managed to save the bar, the bar from the original Aztec Brewing Company, and they've got it displayed there in their meeting room, and like it's like a big, large auditorium. Uh, but it's set up as if the bar was still there. There's just no beer on it, but. You know, even everything from the tile work, it's all unique. It's all from the 30s. They can't even reproduce that kind of tile work anymore. Uh, and the paintings, I mean, you know, they're so old. Um, they're even having trouble even getting back to uh, what each of the paintings necessarily means because they don't have access to the artist anymore. Uh, I found it so interesting. You know, and while you're out there, go check out Border X. It's right around the corner. Yep. And a shout out to Iron Fist as well. That's down there. We've done a podcast. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, guys, uh, this is going to bring the end to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us. Please go ahead and check us out online, sdcaflightclip.com. You can go ahead and buy a shirt. Uh, pretty soon we're going to have a couple of other items on there. We've got our glasses. We know we're, we're uh, looking into making some hoodies and some other stuff. We know it's finally getting cold in San Diego. And everybody, everybody loves uh, swag, so 
Uh, check us out also on Instagram at SDCA Flight Club. Check out the Hoppy Hour. Go ahead and Google San Diego Hoppy Hour on iTunes. We'd love for you guys to go ahead and rate us. Give us, you know, some good feedback. Hopefully a positive review. But, you know, be honest, guys. We love the feedback. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. Guys, this has been the San Diego Hoppy Hour, uh, the San Diego Flight Club. Uh, yeah, yeah. Signing out. Yeah. 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 Yeah.